You want me to record my audio, by the way? Uh, no, you, you have zero responsibilities, my dude. I, no pressure. It's about time someone said that to me. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that immortalized voice is the podcast god known as james gapsby tonight i'm your host Sully. we have a wonderful podcast host film producer audio voiceover artist unaccomplished martial artist so thank you sir for stopping by and sharing some inspiring stories you're very welcome by the way by the way if i may slight correction I, i'm actually not a voice actor I've done maybe three things and I've worked and been been fortunate to be around incredible voice actors. I, mm-hmm. I listen, I'm all about taking my accomplishments and getting the accolades. I'm like hell to the yes on that, but I can't do in that area. I've 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 been witness to some incredible performances and 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 gotten even friendly with some amazing voiceover actors. Someday I hope to grow up to be like them. Wow. That's not the day today, but everything else was did on. You'll, you'll make the top 100 list soon when we do a countdown. <laughs> if it makes you feel happy without naming the title, because I'm not trying to talk shit, I, I stopped listening to it because you played a character who died, and I, I didn't find that too funny. Oh, wait. Well, you're going to have to narrow that down. There's like five of them. For some reason, people are like, they want to give me a line here and there, and they're like, and by the way, you you're going to be great, for, and then you're done. And I'm like, I, I think I think um, uh, the writers and the producers of these audio dramas, they want me involved. They're projecting. A little bit, but that's okay. A little bit. I'm still here. Some of it's a prank. Yeah. You've done all kinds of factors and you're keeping up this positive momentum. For those who want to know a little more about you, you also do a podcast called Who Would Win? And just so you know, guys, James is doing pretty much one side of the same coin. He's just like he's all about positive motivation. He is all about I'd be the bigger man and I, whoever I rep in this fictional character versus game, you know, we, the comedy must land. I must be repping the underdog while you know my co-host ray reps the video game or cartoon character which he is nerding all over you know (laughs) it's a fun formula you again as a result you've kind of created your own official podcast network i've listened to all the other people you you guys have all been part of and they're all vastly talented in their own right kevin goatee crystal storm kevin israel brent pope all, all these guys who are just dynamite and all working in different kinds of entertainment but before we got there what were some of your icons in real life heroes growing up oh wow well first of all my parents were awesome absolutely amazing they, they were my first superheroes as i like to tell people uh, it's um, so sad when i hear how many just had only a single parent never knew their mom or dad yeah never it can. Re- I, it seems like that's spawning even more mental health or midlife crises half the time. It, it, I think you're onto something. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, won the parent lottery, and uh, they were. Uh, and sorry, my mom's still around. My dad unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but he. Uh, sorry. Uh, thank you, man. He he kicked oh, ass, and and they were so um so different. My dad. A lot of people don't know this. His nickname 
uh, was The Undertaker because he wore <laughs> uh, he wore dark suits and like power suits. And he was a lawyer, by the way. And I witnessed this where he'd walk into the room and just people would notice his presence. He wouldn't have to say anything. And then he'd just sit down. And he's like, OK, here's how things are going to go. And people would just like, OK. And then my mom was this, you know, she came from the era of where a lot of people said women couldn't do a whole bunch of things was ridiculous. And my my mom is such a superhero. She was like, cool. Um, Let's see what happens. If you tell me that and get in my way, you're going to get run over. You know what I'm referring to, right? And she absolutely did that. And she is also this brilliant genius, you know, ran a number of big companies and is still doing such great for the world. I don't want to get into too many details, but she's, yeah, both superheroes, amazing people. Those are my first real treat everyone the way you want to be treated you know aim for this don't rely on just you know money religion all these other things actually you know buy what you're selling buy what you're saying yeah and that you're 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 capable of having all the tools yourself to make stuff happen and uh that 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 was bridge no mountain high enough yep and then in terms of like you know fictional heroes uh, the, a lot of people think I'm like I'm a, I'm a 100% a, a Batman type of person. I love Batman. I, was wrong. Ask you <laughs> I know, but listen, the, let me let me be really clear or something. I love Batman the character, but to me, Batman is Kevin Conroy, and it was that iteration of Batman that provided my inspiration. I got into martial arts and MMA and all that because of the Kevin Conroy iteration of Batman. You know right. the the, the work I did in something working out for two weeks. You're actually you want to look like that fictional on-screen character while having some of his same philosophy. That's why the comic is deep than even a typical comic. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, the, the, the cartoon series really just, it just, it hit me in such a deep way. And then with Kevin Conroy passing, it just, yeah. you know, that was, that's uh, anyway, um, that he, he, Kevin Conroy himself was one of my heroes and uh, you know, Batman, that iteration, that's definitely very inspirational to me. With that being said, a lot of people are surprised with a Shazam was also as a little kid he was one of my favorites you know it's a kid people forgot about the cartoon but they're all learning it you know just like all the various iterations of captain america and the punisher you know what for I, character I, to I, change that much i hope so because you know i actually really liked both the uh, shazam movies and i know with james gunn doing what he's going to do it's going to be fantastic but i actually really like the shazam movies that whole concept of that little kid living inside that big guy's body because and then trying to be in it. Listen, I haven't, I've, I've aged chronologically. I get it physically. I'm still that 11 year old kid in my head. So that's how I approach life. I, I still have the 12 year old in me. It's just, I'm not stuck up or selfish anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm a little selfish. Not going to lie there. I'm a little selfish. You know, if I want something I'm, yeah, I'm, without hurting anyone else, I'm going to try to get it. There's a difference between spending a lot of me time versus refusing to walk someone who's, you know, cl- you know, been run over you know, across the street. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. If someone's run over and they need my help, I'm definitely not going to be like, hey, you know what? I haven't checked out the latest episode of Dragon Ball Super. Let me check that out first. I'll get back to that. Hope they're okay. No, I'll definitely, yes, I, I understand my priorities as a human being, help person, someone who needs it, and then I'm going to go there. But um, yeah, and then superheroes just became my thing. And when you and I talked before the show, you know, where I grew up in Canada, if you wore like a Batman shirt outside. You're not supposed to know. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, right. I know. Well, <laughs> listen, things happen outside a podcast. <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> yes. Yes. People always want behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, superheroes uh, have been, I love pro wrestling, but superheroes have been my thing since I was a kid. And now I get to, you know, watch everything Star Wars 2. And I get to watch it with my kids and 
you know, we don't love every superhero movie that comes out, but I got to tell you, I remember a time when there were no superhero movies at all. So I will take, I'll watch everything because even if I don't like it, I'm still going to like it. I think everyone's learning to just kind of go beyond just what something is scored on Rotten Tomatoes or what, like you say, is like, get better with your words. Describe the oversaturation versus a lot of what you see and love. And I've even talked to some other comic book podcasts on your earlier point. And it is funny how is like some of them are like, fuck, what I'd sign up myself up for. I'm not liking half of what I'm seeing. And then there were others it's like, well, it's impossible to not review something good versus bad. It's going to happen. And you can still be constructive with said review. You can even love watching something. I mean, Ray has done that, you know, with his podcast, watching infamous cartoons. You know? Sure. And let me make something very clear. Listen, you're referencing Ray Stacanus. He is my co-host and yes, we work together on the Who Would Win show. No, it's all good. Here's the deal. Listen, I don't agree with anything he has to say. <laughs> Un- like nothing. Unfortunately, he's a very good debater. Well, and Unfortunately. Said, he's got that very gripping voice. And so that's why I keep choking. I love your voice, but God damn it. If I, I know. find anything I can get behind. Listen, and I've got to play my role on the show. I hold back quite a bit, <laughs> as I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> yeah. As I'm sure you can tell. And I, we're I also rough voice. And then yeah, we're family friendly. Like like a lot of times. Listen, this is how I talk <laughs> on the Who Would Win show. Family friendly. I want your kids listening, but I got to be real. Sometimes I feel like saying, really, Ray, that's what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to kind of go rough and see, like, I don't think you're right at all. Let's see what happens. You know, and but I can't. I love that. I got it. By the way. Yeah. Thank you. And then, so that's your best Con- Kevin Conroy. <laughs> yeah, they, well, I'm not saying I've tried to protect, practice my Kevin Conroy. I've actually tried to practice my Kevin Conroy <laughs> voice quite a, quite a bit. Quite a bit. I've used it in meetings, by the way. It works well. When someone tries to negotiate something too hard and you're like, you go Kevin Conroy, Batman, man, you'll get what you want out of that business. Did you ever see that famous Batman prank call? No. Someone was actually using the Kevin Conroy soundboard and they were using it to like order pizza or something. Please find it and send it my way. I will, I will use that as my, uh, my, my template. You sound like you're full of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love it. I love it. You, you've told some very fun martial arts stories. And again, you've, you've really hit home on the whole, you know, do not go out of your way to get in a fight. Uh, you know, I tried martial arts as a kid. I was an epic fail, long story short. I could still make time, but I know I wasn't serious, so I didn't keep up with it. I didn't want to waste anyone's time. So this was really cool to hearing, you know, why everyone gets into it to the first place, self-defense. And then you take a step further. Remember, Zero confrontation. Be the bigger guy. That's why this is all for. Otherwise, it means nothing. You're just you turned a riot, a protest into a riot. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, how would you say your fitness and diet plan evolved? I mean, I'm on a very strict diet of uh, lard products and desserts. If you, I go to a buffet, I only go to the dessert section. Hopefully, uh, they have a big vat of cherry pie, and I just bring a spoon. <laughs> Nice. Uh, a, uh, maybe a fork or a spork, if you will, and just bring the chair over there and sit down. You make friends. Mont- Eventually, you're getting kicked playing. out of the restaurant. But I got to tell you, man, the best cherry pie I've ever, and I've had gourmet cherry pie. The best cherry pie I've ever had is at these like really maybe not the best buffets, but they just have some damn good cherry pie. The reality is, I have to be very strict with what I eat. <laughs> 
um you know i i i i have my my protocols in all seriousness i i was growing up i was overweight and that led to a lot of insecurity and teasing and bullying and what have you so now i i work out about six times a week you know at the gym and cardio and weights and then i do mma training of some sort whether it's jujitsu or wrestling or kickboxing or boxing um probably four or five times a week mm. uh you know, just and, and the thing is, to me, it's play. So I don't even looking at I don't look at it as working out and following. I, to me, it's play. And, and the diet now is not a big deal because it's habit. But when you get to have fun while you're working out or have a lot of fun while you're training, you go out of your way to make sure you do it. Bingo. No, no more being sorry for yourself. Just do it or don't. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing, too. I, 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 I'm in such a lucky position. I'm not going to win right now. I absolutely love my life. It took forever to get here and I want to stay here and I love everything about it. And part of that is waking up feeling not to sound like some weird commercial, but man, I get to wake <laughs> up and say like, holy shit, this is what I get to do today. Are you kidding me? This is incredible. This is literally a dream come true. I want to feel great for the entirety of the day. My wife is insanely amazing. She's my whole world. My kids are incredible. Why wouldn't I want to feel great every day? So that's kind of my my feeling when I, I approach health and fitness and diet be more than a total gym ad be positive ad be yeah. someone just spreading that and then reminding you can still do this you're, you're the one making time for it you know yes sure yeah you've written a wonderful book called the renegade's guide to bullies uh how long was that book in development yeah sure sure when i had to write it when i when i kind of just said hey this is something i want to do it took maybe I don't know, a few months. That was it. Because the, the background to that, right, of, of course. So, uh, I, you know, like so many of us got bullied as a kid uh, and there's different types of bullying that I encountered as we, a lot of us did. And then when I opened up my MMA facility, and I was actually teaching a lot of the classes, especially kids classes. I kept getting people coming to me saying, hey, my kid's getting bullied in this way or this way. And everyone from the therapists they were seeing, the teachers, the guidance counselors, they're like, none of this stuff is working. So yeah. what I found is I actually have a little bit of a background in criminal psychology. So yeah. I used that for my kids' anti-bullying protocols, and it started working insanely well. And that's because I came to a really weird, horrific conclusion. And that is bullying in many instances, whether it's social bullying, cyberbullying, any type of bullying you can talk about. It's not just a physical bullying. It's an assault. It's an unintentional assault maybe sometimes, and maybe they're like, I didn't mean to go that far, but it's an assault. And how do you deal with a criminal assault? You go through criminal psychology. If someone attacks you on the street, you don't say, let me pull this from kid psychology and let's have the kids have a play date together. No, you don't have a play date with a person who just tried to rob you or assault you or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now it's a you need a different approach. And it's that's what I took. If there's a weapon involved, in which case is like, well, I'm I'm going for cover. I'm not going for Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and and by the way, the, the book um pissed off a lot of people. You you did make that good disclaimer, but it, it was a really eye-opener because like there's so many great lessons you take from when you even get to even a senior in high school and you're a young adult entering college. There's so many psychology and sociology classes just detail all this stuff. And you really hit home on only time when you can tell you've lost any kind of respect is when the kid who you're trying to help guide has locked up on you, has decided 
you can you're gonna just be wasting your breath the next five hours because parents are telling me i can't listen to you versus i'm not sure i should listen to you versus i don't want to listen to anyone shields up you know yep. everyone's picking on me i don't know who to trust and this may not be a popular opinion but i believe it's 100 percent. kids are the most important absolutely the most when you look at just the kids are number one no one's i really think no one's gonna disagree with that number I, two i totally resonate with your book here we go number two it's the parents it's the parents but like yeah and teachers are so important and listen great teachers are gifts to the world a great school a great school administration a great principal these people are just the greatest gifts to society i'm just saying that and that's how it is that is true however number two in the list parents yes and and i will debate that with any politely but passionately with anyone who has any disagreement with that well and you don't villainize anyone in this discussion because you want to actually dissect how to deal with this problems you know so often i mean i deal with it in my security job where i have 911 dispatchers who want a reason to not send me police officers to help out whatever i got to deal with and it's just so annoying because they take their sweet time and it's like this matters now otherwise the next five conversations we have don't signify anything and it's just so interesting how you dissect how work with a trustworthy teacher versus, you know, is like in no way, shape or form. Are you encouraging vigilante action? You're just flat out saying simple, just like warnings is like, OK, you mess with my kid. It's going to be a lawsuit sent to your dad's office. You know, it's something that's a promise, not. A threat. Sure. In with that being said, the best results I've ever had, whether it's for my kids or helping someone else is going to the administration teachers or what have you and saying, listen, we all want the same thing yes. and saying we want to, we're on the same team. So one of, one of my tactics was for my kids when they went to school was to say, go to different teachers, different people who worked at the school and say, Hey, what's your email address? What? And then I'll email you later. Hey, what was, you know, my son doing at this time of the day? Did you know how they do it? And that, I would only do that if my if I could tell something was not right. And you would be surprised, or maybe not, but a lot of people would be surprised how the 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 teaching staff, the administration, were so on board with this communication, right? And then, by the way, I would then become the ad the school's biggest advocate, right? At parent meetings, whatever. If any parent would be like, "School's not doing enough," he'd be like, "No, no, no. Yes, they are." Let me tell you what they've done. So all of a sudden, now I'm preaching the uh, the the benefits of the school. So right. it was just always mutually beneficial when all of that came together. Exactly. And you're actually inviting all these different people to talk together because you're saying they've done all they can on their end. Now we're, you're like you said, you're introducing a third step now. Here's, you know, you're considering all the options and encouraging the discussion versus, you know, alienating someone or getting them, you know, because to misinterpret it as a critique that's not helpful you know it it's cool to just see that it is possible to have a conversation you know I, I got through school by just ignoring people and eventually i was boring i was a vehicle more than keanu reeves essentially and they left me alone but that was a lot of crying by myself in the corner and getting annoyed and being like what the hell am i doing with my life so it's not it's easier said than done not every, everyone has a process and it's cool to see you outline a process but i related to it a lot because there were plenty of times where my grandmother and mother both former teachers would actually check in on me and the teacher would be you know no one likes to have someone staring at him in the corner but we just had to say from one teacher to another hey 
I'm just making sure my kid's actually learning in your damn class. Nothing personal. Mm-hmm. Not telling you how to do your job. Not telling you how to teach. It's not. No disrespect. I'm just checking in on what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, if you want to hear something weird about this whole thing, what I what I discovered, a lot of schools will come up to you and say, or will come to parents. I've sat in parent meetings like a lot for different schools oh. where they say, we have a bullying uh, protocol. We have procedures in place. And the reality is the vast majority of schools can handle bullying the same way, put this in the book, a hospital cafeteria can tell you they can make the best steak in the city. Can they maybe pull it off? Maybe, but it's definitely <laughs> not the place to go to. They don't, they're not equipped to actually pull that off. You know, schools do a lot of great things. Anti-bullying is not one of those things. Unfortunately, I wish they were. A lot of schools can do really well. And the other thing I discovered too, and this is with the, um, (laughs) you're going to love this. This is with the news, the media. Yes. I did a lot of uh, initial interviews. Well, it's it's even kind of a little bit weirder than that. I did a lot of interviews for bullying. And I was all about, I wanted to talk about bullying solutions. Yes. That was not a popular topic amongst the people I interviewed with or others potentially. They wanted to say, well, what are the statistics? What are the problems? And I'm like, look, yeah, that's fine. And if you watch the news, unfortunately, everyone's going to see like, oh, horrible bullying problem or bullying on the increase and whatever. But I'd love to have a news piece where it says solutions to bullying. Here's what's worked dramatically. This school dropped you know, we actually implemented our bullying program in this really cool school, me and this other guy who is um, That's lovely. an incredible person. And we dropped, bull- according to the principal, we dropped bullying in the year by 80%. Oh, shit. Because we had, a, we had a proactive anti-bullying program that the students ran that the teachers would oversee. And it was a whole, we created a whole thing. Not a lot of schools wanted to even look at it. Yeah, because it's basically, and that's it's so hard to get through that is like, we're not telling you guys you're doing a bad job, but we are implementing that a change needs to take effect. Well, what happens? No, 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 check this out. What happens in your mind if a school then goes to the school board or school administration, whatever, regional school administration and says, hey, there's this great anti-bullying program. We'd love to implement that at our school. The, 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 their administration is going to say, really, you have a bullying problem. You can't handle bullies at your school. Yeah. You need additional. That's what was that's what I discovered. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, got it. It's a political thing. It is a political thing. Yeah. And to your point, uh, I'm really not to get, trying to get too graphic with this, but it seems like I mean, you, you already referenced that nowadays it's popular for people to do the boys will be boys method. But like it does seem to take an effect into kind of different kinds of other kind of mind games and dare I say bodily assault because there will be always some victim blamer. There will always be someone saying, oh, you're asking for it. And given the amount of just frustrating and just very out of touch people who you see commenting on victims, it does seem to be just kind of one of those is like, well, have you actually, everyone's been bullied, but it wasn't easy to get over. And it it's going to happen. So like you say, you might as well brace for impact and motivate people to realize I got five different lifelines I can do instead of just run into an abandoned gym being pursued by five people trying to stomp over me, you know? Listen, the, the any anti-bullying program has to be uh, proactive, right? That's the whole thing. You got to set it up. You got to have people, students in the... Uh, not to kind of take over this whole conversation about anti-bullying, no, but the reality is 
you you have to like let's circle back to the who would win show right we've yes. got a couple of social media channels right and here's the deal um whenever you have a you know opinions a whole show we're, we're just an opinion show right? right that's all we are right a we're a debate show that offers opinions comedic. you're going to have people who who state something like what do you think about this actor being this person this character or what do you think about this and what i look at and i'm actually actively looking at stuff is when people come on and say that's a horrible idea or you suck for doing this or whatever Guilty. that's okay that's hey here's the deal we're all allowed to have an opinion i didn't say you suck <laughs> yeah right and the, and it's all good but 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 there's a right way of there's a, a level of respect to have when you address someone right Three points you got it and 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 so when someone makes a comment like oh i don't agree with oh that's a horrible thing that actor sucks or whatever or or oh, I hate this who would win episode matchup. It sucks. I'll answer it and be like, cool. I'm so glad you love it. What's your favorite thing about it? And then they'll answer back. No, I said, I hated it. I said, I agree. It's one of the best shows we've ever done. Why do you like it so much? Loved. And I said, I'd love to hear your opinion. And they give me your, their opinion. I'd be like, that's interesting. Why do you think that? And then all of a sudden it's all diffused. You know it's what I mean? So diffused. You didn't have to do any mind game. You didn't have to do any sticks and stones. You just nope. flat out were like, I know what you're saying. I'm not going to give it to you. And or what? I'm going to rub it really in your face. You're having a wonderful time. Right. Or I <laughs> maybe I do know what you're looking for, which is validation, validation. and an opinion, your opinion to be mat to matter. And for me to say, I do think your opinion matters. Tell me I, I'm not against you not liking what we're doing. Until Why you, do you use like your it? words, I'm going to keep saying the opposite, you know. Right. And, and it's just to diffuse and show that we're not trying to be combative and that there should be respect across the board that's what some of them want some of them want to rile people up they want an angry response because they're so used to getting that it's so weird some people drive you crazy because this is like why do you want a negative response but if that's all they've got in all their life it becomes kind of the norm well it's because it's something we again we said at the beginning of the show or before the show i i don't think there's truly like when people give a bad response a bad review whatever it is they're entitled to do that absolutely that's cool and maybe they're just having a bad day. A bad maybe they're not day. a bad person. Maybe they're just having a bad day or something is not cool in their life and there's no other way to express it. You know, people got stuff going on. So, okay. Maybe they got a good mind, but not a professional way to say it. So they may, might need to take a writer class. You know, it, it could be. Could be. Something. Now, listen, I'd love to keep talking about bullying, but I have more important things to talk about. Correct. So and here's we... the deal. <laughs> Okay, listen, I don't mean to take over your show. This is really James Gavsey being James Gavsey, by the way. This is what I do. I go to a meeting, I listen for a little while. I'm like, that's cool. All right, so listen, here's what we're really going to talk about. And here's the deal. Because <laughs> you're a comic book person. You watch MCU, DCEU, now the DCU. You know, you and I kind of are on, on, on the same level when it comes to ultimate geekery. We share this thing. We're kind of elevated thinkers in that regard. Not everyone's on our, our level, and that's cool too. But here is the okay. deal. Right, exactly. It's it's very rare. There are five things over the years with the MCU that have bothered me insanely. <laughs> I have been quiet about these five things. It's a constructive for so long. Take, guys. So yeah, everyone's been anger. complaining about the MCU and da, da 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 da. And look again, everyone's got their opinion. I actually I actually love the MCU. I really do. But I got five major complaints, and Three I gotta tell you, Cam, what's that? Three things that can be improved, guys. Five things that could be improved. Five but anyway, things. five yeah. things. So hand. you are the only person who I feel I can bring this to, because Ray Sicanus again, he's he's <laughs> lost in 
drinking Pepsi Max and 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 doing horrible things to his body and mind and you know just whatever. Okay, here we go. My five biggest problems with the MCU. Number one, there is an in- inconsistency with power scale uh, scaling in the MCU. For example, Thor Ragnarok. Thor is one of those powerful beings. I know whatever he didn't have Mjolnir when he went to that um, you know planet. Yet all of a sudden, they can tase Thor, the god of of thunder and kind of lightning, but a taser, an electric taser could take him out, Mm -hmm. right? Or he's bound to a chair where he's about to get his hair cut by a cool cameo by Stan Lee. Really? Thor is bound? He's like, there's hand straps. He can't get out of it. He can, and then when he has to leave, he jumps out the building and then casually jogs towards the spaceship he needs. No, this is someone who can jump great distance. Where is the power scaling? Captain America takes on Loki, and remember the first Avengers? Kind of gets his ass kicked. And then at the end, in Avengers Endgame, Loki kind of gets his ass kicked by Thanos, but Captain America can actually punch Thanos hard enough to hurt him, and that's without Mjolnir. What in the heck is that? Okay, number two, more important. Continuity issues, and it's already bad enough that every movie feels like it's got to be like Marvel. The recent Dungeons & Dragons was a total knockoff of the Loki versus Hulk fight. And I couldn't tell if that was a homage at the end or if that's how every movie's got to do a comeuppance at the end. I love Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. I no, love I'm that not, movie. Not a bash, by the way. Just uh, interesting. Oh, scene. I think you were bashing it. I think I'm kidding, of course. No, I was. I absolutely. Oh I absolutely. And I'm going to tell the writers, win. by the way, I'm having lunch with the writers next week is not something I'm doing, by the way. So uh, but no, I, <laughs> I actually I did think that this, I did think that as well. At the end, there's a little bit of a Hulk smashing Loki kind of thing going on, which, by the way, we need more of that just I mean, in, just in, in the world. just from the camera circling around. It's like, yeah, no, that's... Oh, I loved one. it. <laughs> it was cool. Now, speaking of that, the Hulk. Okay, I'm just going to say it. The Hulk didn't get his payback against Thanos, did he? So after no. the Hulk, and I hated this scene, gets beat that easily by Thanos. I hated it. I get it. It was for the story, whatever. And then in the second Avengers Endgame, Hulk's got his arm all messed up, like smart Hulk, you know what I mean? Banner Hulk. Let me ask you a question. Picture this. The, the Endgame battle's happening. Banner Hulk is seeing all of his friends getting just destroyed, beat up. Thanos is kind of dominating. And he all of a sudden he hears that angry Hulk voice come in his head. Captain America turns to him and says, Banner, you know what you have to do. And all of a sudden he hulks out and just his arm heals and he turns into rampaging Hulk again. And then just says Hulk is the strongest one there is. And then just starts beating the hell out of Thanos. Thanos eventually gets away, but who wouldn't have wanted to see the rampaging Hulk get the better of Thanos physically, right? The Why yeah. didn't that happen? Why didn't that happen? Very, uh, yeah. It, it just feels like they, once they reset the Hulk to answer your question, it seems like, well, we didn't get along behind the scenes with Ed Norton, who feels very differently, but passionately a different way. So then they're like, we just want Ruffalo to just have a shit-eating grin and just do nothing in the background. It's like, well, that's fun and all, but us hardcore Hulk lovers, we want more than just the persona of him. We also want him to get his due date battling someone who wronged him. <laughs> I think it's even more than that. I think it was just people were trying to establish other characters as being really powerful, which I get. But you can do that while still giving the masses what they want. Whenever I bring this up to anyone who wants to hear it or who doesn't want to hear it, because I like talking to people who don't want to hear it, they actually agree. (laughs) Or at least I think they agree. Or maybe I'm imagining they agree. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm sure they agree, agree. but they're blinded by the whole, oh, MCU can do no wrong versus or Marvel can do no wrong or DC sucks. You know, it seems like everyone wants to do a this or them 
and you're all about diffusing that, getting rid of the rivalry, it can all be enjoyed. It can all be enjoyed. Also, I, I, I enjoy talking to people who tell me they don't like superhero movies yeah. and then talking to them about only superhero movies for great lengths of time because they yeah. get uncomfortable and I just enjoy the whole process. Uh, Moving on. No. That, that, uh, side, <laughs> note, side note on yes. a side note. Side note on a side note, yes. You're a, you're a fellow Trekkie, and I, I do the same thing. I'm trying to detoxify the Star Trek fan base because there's a lot of them who are becoming like Star Wars or Halloween fans. They don't know how to use their words. And it's so funny. Some of them will sometimes say, I'm not really a fan of horror. I'm like, then why have you seen other sci-fi shows like The Twilight Zone? You're a horror fan. Uh, you can't tell me the Borg aren't space zombies. You're a fucking horror fan. And you just said you don't like zombie movies, but you watch all the Borg episodes. So what the fuck? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> Listen, th this is why I feel the schools are failing uh, today's youth, because they're not addressing these important topics. Read. Such yeah. as why uh, why Captain Kirk's uh, a better captain than uh, Jean-Luc Picard, or yeah. as we used to call him in uh, uh, Quebec, uh, Jean Lucy Pisser. The thing is that when he, you know, anyway, moving yeah, on. Moving on. Oh, yes. How dare you? How dare you interrupt my flow? Moving on. <laughs> Number three, my five biggest problems with the MCU. Show my rules. Yeah, exactly. I I uh, I acknowledge none of that. Uh, number three, the way <laughs> okay. the way Nick Fury lost his eye. Oh yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> oh, no no hold on hold on. I actually really liked a lot of what Captain Marvel kind of brought to the table. I liked a lot of aspects of it. We can agree to disagree, but we know That's I'm right. Fine. The thing is, the thing is that how Nick Fury lost his eye. Uh, whoever thought that whoever greenlit that decision, I believe should be brought up on federal charges of <laughs> of 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 larceny and other things i don't know of but the oh, point is free larceny listen listen i know a lot of people actually have have well i know people have worked with brie, Lar brie larson and here's the deal they rave about her they actually say that she's very cool a very nice yeah. person i've never met her i what i'm just saying i think there's also a lot of jealousy because we'd love to know people who are in that my whole point is the I only thing I can focus on that movie, the only thing I can focus on that movie, Cam, if that is in fact your real name, is it the is. fact the way Nick Fury lost his eye. That was criminal. That should not have happened. Or he got the what could have happened. He they could have scratched his eye, and then he could have healed from it. And because it make everyone's like, oh, is that how he lost his eye? And he's like, luckily I'm healing from it, so that's not how he lost his eye. That would have been cool. But oh no, number four, Cam. Moving on. Moving on. We're why isn't there a group of supervillains because it's easier to surprise people gonna shit the bed and go oh my god can you believe so-and-so will play this villain that it's an investor strategy we gotta have a famous person play this surprise villain we didn't know was in this movie until the after credits scene and they're gonna be in the next five until we in that timeline it's a part of the marketing strategy that's why that's right, Cam. It's because they haven't come up with a good idea for a good group of supervillains. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> they did to have the Wrecking Crew, which was a horrible version of the Wrecking Crew in the She-Hulk show. I don't okay. know what the... Yeah, I, don't worry. A lot of people missed it. I don't know why people thought that was a good idea to do that. But the, uh, my favorite battle in the MCU, by the way, group battle, was from Captain America Civil War. That's my favorite battle where you had these two groups and you could see what was happening and every, you know, the interplay heroes and what have you fighting other heroes 
before why couldn't you have like a avengers why didn't we have an avengers versus another group of super villains that came together why what's the deal pretty soon warner brothers gonna be desperate and they'll team up with disney and they're gonna get that damn long awaited dc versus marvel and then ray will have even more crossover arguments to have to deal with I am listen. Ray likes the crossovers. I'm the king of crossovers. Okay, I love I, crossovers. Thank you. There's a, there's a big trouble in Little China and Snake Plissken comic book for fuck's sake. Well, Who doesn't want to talking about? <laughs> Who doesn't want to? There, there was a uh, a really cool uh, My Valverde Little Ponies. Universe. What's that? The Valverde universe. That's right. Die That's Hard, right. Speed, Predator, Alien, and Blade yep. Runner are all in the yep. same universe. Same They're elsewhere. all in the same universe. Anyway, I agree. Sorry, go ahead. My, no, my theory is that uh, 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 Riddick was the actual yes. ar- original engineer that led to the uh, xenomorphs. It's just if you look at Riddick and you're you look wrong. at the engineers, you're not right. I kind of think there's a lot of similarity. I'm just saying. No, you're you're absolutely right because, and I know you like to hear that because, but in this case, you absolutely are right because David Twahai, as you probably know, based that off his rejected Alien Free script. So right, <laughs> the well, there you go. Right. Born. Number five, Cam. This is who I really am, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is what I do. This is what I do. Stops me. (laughs) I well, you know what it is. Again, I've been in so many meetings, and if I don't feel the meet, this is actually awesome, by the way. But if I'm in a meeting that's not productive, (laughs) I let someone kind of talk, and then there's a silence, and they're like, "James, what do you think?" And I'm like, and then I say something. I'm like, "Cool, no one cares." Now here's the deal. Here's what we need to focus on. Number five of my biggest problems with the MCU. The top (laughs) one. All I'm going to say is this. Where in the hell is Dr. Doom? Thank you. They're waiting until they had the rights to their Fantastic Four, but I agree. He should have been from the onset. He should have been with Loki causing some mayhem. He's very theatrical as a villain, and it's just so kind of like the Punisher, just mind-numbing how critics have to hate him, and then you have to see all these other flawed visions before you get to the end of the tunnel. I'm going to tell you two things right now, Cam. Sorry. I'm sorry. Which is Mac backwards. Number one, number I I just learned how to read. This is awesome. Number one, <laughs> number one, they've had the ability to use Doctor Doom for years. I thought it was still owned by Fox. Uh, certain characters are, but they with the partnership they've got, they've had the ability to use it. Just like yeah. they've had the ability to use Fantastic Four for years. All right. Number and... two, don't ask me how I know. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. Anyway, number two, <laughs> I will not reveal. My sources, Brie Larson's birthday party. The thing is that number two, imagine this, Dr. Doom. They, they figure out, they don't even, they're not even aware of what Latveria is, right? The world in the MCU. And they get there and they discovered one insane fact that the whole population was not affected by the blip thanks to Dr. Doom's technology. How cool would that be? How much would that mess up everything in the MCU? Give definitely a weather invite. For Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was my five biggest problems with the MCU. You're welcome. Lovely. Yeah. And we're not going to do a DC versus because we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be a versus? If only it could just be a tap out session. Anyway, um, yep. you produced the stunning indie sci-fi drama As It's Remembered, which was released on festivals in 2015 and finally got released on Amazon Prime and Plex in 2022. How did that filmmaking responsibility entail for this creative yet criminally underrated film? First of all, first of all, excellent question. Secondly, um, it's a good film. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I was 
involved as an executive producer only. Right. Which means I helped to acquire some funding (laughs) for it and gave a little bit of insight here and there on the story. The big, so here's the deal. The the real power behind that movie is a guy named, and there's other people too, but the person who brought me into his name is Benjamin Scott. And he's an amazing producer uh, who's done a lot of great stuff. Um, Check him out on IMDb. Yeah, he's, he's amazing and just a solid human being too. And he and I are working on another really cool project right now, uh, which I'd love to tell you about, but I can't. Right. Those NDAs, man. Yeah. It happens. And, and unfortunately, that's my level involvement with that movie. Yeah. Have you actually seen it? I have Should seen I it. Even... Okay. <laughs> I'll delete that question. But, no, 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 you keep it. Benjamin Scott actually called me and he's like, bro, this I'm like, and this is, I'm like, great, because I wanted to be involved in some of the stuff. And he told it's me about it. And I'm like, great. Can't happen. And, it, and I was just like, he's great. And he's like, cool. I, when have you when are you gonna see it and i'm like the moment i can i will and it took a while i did watch it i really like the story i encourage everyone to do it and the reason why i like the story is because it's an interesting play on time travel in order like you know it's a little bit like flashpoint without the special effects without the super without the infamy of flashpoint without the infinite thank you new 52 (laughs) that's funny how that's it's kind of like chinese democracy is used whenever people want to talk about a band flunking out a terrible album it's funny how that's like the repertoire for judging a good or bad comic book <laughs> people bring up flashpoint and they you know you see a circle of groans oh follow <laughs> you want to know how upset i am with flashpoint or, or new 52 you really you want me to go there oh i will cam i will yeah, cam no Thanks. no no i'm saying i i know how angry you are because you bring oh no you there. don't Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Let me give you some more <laughs> fun insight. Episode, I swear you bring it up. Check it out. Te- Let me take you back to a wonderful time. It was a magical time. The year was 2011. Oh, dear. And I was talking with someone who will remain nameless, but was very much involved with DC Comics. And at their <laughs> offices, they said, let me show you, because I was really into what was happening with the Flashpoint. I didn't know what was going on with it. And he's like, and let me show you what's going to happen once Flashpoint is over. And I'm like, okay. And he showed me the designs and told me a little about the story. And I didn't, and he's looking at me, he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, you guys <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, no one is going to like this. You're going to piss people off. I'm pissed off just by thinking about just it. Reading this. You have a disaster on your hands. Guy's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. I said, cool, maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't, Cam. And why did he even ask it if he was going to just keep it? No, no, you know why? Because in all seriousness, that it was uh, there was a lot of good thinking behind it. It's just that right. they they didn't they didn't realize like when you change everything from what people already really like. <laughs> and if someone's invested in a character for like 20 years. And you're like, by the way, that doesn't matter. Here's the new version of your character that's going to take place. And everything you, you paid for, your return on your investment for the character yes. and the time and all the money, we don't care about that. Screw it. Now you got to like this. And people are like, no, we don't. Yeah. Uh, Activision, are you listening? Wonderful Star show, Wars. By the way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love you guys' various, by the way, Legends is fan fiction <laughs> argument every episode. But it, it is funny how, uh, yeah, uh, there's a great show called Mythic Quest, and they make fun of how gamers will hate any movie adaptation of anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and but it's the exact same thing this is like you've changed it to where there is no point of any return just yep. don't do it 
do it. We've kind of heard it here and there. Are we ever going to hear a Patreon episode on who would win where we hear all the foul mouth behind the scenes bloopers? Every single one. Or is that too much work for Robert? <laughs> so <laughs> I know all the secrets of who runs what. <laughs> There, there's the there's um how do we answer this uh nicely politely uh no, nicely just, just say no um no no time no i think when the kid the people there's a lot of kids who are patreon who are through their families and like families who are members of our patreon community and i think once they the kids grow up and they're 18 we'll consider releasing the the, <laughs> the you know <laughs> yeah the b side i think i think that's about it um i don't always swear but when i do i'm great at it um, yeah when when james gadsley swears he fucking swears uh i i i'm pretty sure i coined the term fuckery <laughs> and leslie jones stole it for her podcast perfect yes will amira eileen or anna best known for the famous muppet versus sesame street matches ever return no okay i'll tell you why um amira <laughs> you melted it out no 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 anna, anna brisbane by the way i'm kidding i i both of them are fantastic anna brisbane <laughs> by the way i got to work with anna on a couple of other little small projects she's a genius not only is she very nice and very cool and everything she's a genius like mm -hmm. legit genius and i i predict the next five to probably five years she's going to be a massive breakout star in whichever way she wants to go. She, like, if you haven't checked out Anna Brisbane, go check out Anna Brisbane on YouTube, Swear. Twitter, and Twitter, uh, Instagram. She is fun, very cool, and an incredible voice talent and a really cool person too. Uh, so the answer is maybe. And Amira, she actually moved. What happened was Amira was our engineer. She was our Robert Clark Chan when we first started <laughs> with uh, Race to Canis back in the day. So uh, I've, I talked to her every once in a while. Uh, she is awesome. She's good people. Really like her a lot. The answer is, um, I hope so for both. Very nice. I like that. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga. Right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous i don't even know where to anyways uh that'll do it from all of us here at culture shock thanks for listening do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between goku and superman hi i'm james gavsey and on the who would win show me and my co-host ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics movies and video games we got a new show every week and almost always am i the winner yeah <laughs> not true ray in the past we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. 
We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. And what was legendary about those earlier matches is they were such a fit at uh, a hit at the comic conventions you guys went to, and then you kept redoing it because it was such a popular matchup. And then having the characters actually, you know, some voice actor pretending to be the character call in. Do you, have you guys ever wanted to do that, or is that just too much work to add that on? Uh, I want to do that all the time. <laughs> all the time. You know, here, here's the thing. Ray Sicanus, he's like the outrageous character on the show. With that being said, he's also insanely sensible. Yes. And he's very, he's also, the irony. Comes, he's such right, a hard right. Ass. And, and I'm actually playing, I think I'm playing more of a character on the show than he is. Because <laughs> when someone ever kind of gives me some pushback, I am part of my language. I'm the biggest sarcastic motherfucker of all time, <laughs> you know, who will overuse mom jokes um, in the worst way possible, by the way. And I will I will hit below the belt. Combat raised dad jokes, but it's fun because I, I just love the dry pauses, just the silences where you're just like, oh, yeah, that's what they do in this. And Ray will get more pop culture savvy. He's like, oh, this and that. But you're, you're just, you all, we, even though it's vision, it's just audio, we literally see in our heads each time just the, you got your version of the rocks, you know, eyebrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is like, oh, yeah. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. I, I really? you know, w- when we when we used to do the show in studio, which I'm hoping we get back to, sure. Ray would say something or I'd say something and Ray would just give me this look. And sometimes the look was just insanely funny, whether Ray intended it to be or not. Or Ray would say something and I just pause and I just take a slow sip of my drink and I look and this would be out of the show. And I'm like, do you kiss your mom with that mouth, Ray? You know, like just some <laughs> weird, just yeah. horrible stuff. Yeah. And, and and here's the deal. Ray is like, and ins- I hate saying this because I'm not just so not a fan of Ray on the show, but he is a, he's an insanely talented person in mm-hmm. so many different fields. Right. I'm, I, I want to hate the guy, but I can't because I'm so freaking impressed yeah. by what he can do in all these different ways. He's, he's insane. And Robert Clark Chan, by the way, can't sing his praises loud enough. This guy is awesome too. Like just the, the improv backgrounds and Ray was a former pro wrestler and everything they do. Plus they're, they're actually good, good, solid human beings on top of that. I, the oh, irony, man. man. The, the irony. irony. Yeah. I'm the biggest asshole on the show, but Which no one, why no. I have to ask you how you would defeat Ray in a real life fight. He's a wrestler. But you have all these different Krav Maga methods, and you're well, a bigger man. You know he, how to he, lure people into traps. 
with the mind fog. Yeah, I've gotten. I actually. This is horrible. No, it's if you don't want me. <laughs> no, because you know, like especially in jujitsu, right? Brazilian jujitsu, you can have yes. someone pretty a very compromising position, <laughs> and I won't say what position that is. And all of a sudden, I it's a dominant position. And it, you know, if someone's like being too aggressive, uh, what I try to do is calm them down politely with, and they don't get hurt, but they're put in a weird position. And then I start doing my like, you know, old Hebrew school teacher voice, like, okay, so you're feeling a little tingly. What's happening now? Are you okay? And then they're that, and of course, we never see them again at the school and they quit. So it's not a good business tactic, but boy, do I have fun in a fight between Ray and myself. Unless there's going to be a large percentage of the pay-per-view and live gates and merchandise revenues that come to us, the (laughs) fight's not going to happen. I love how this is a throwback to season one. Right. (laughs) Okay, so this question comes from Delvin. (laughs) Delvin, the smartest person on the internet. I'm not even sure I'm ready for this. Bothered to get off their ass, give me a kick-ass question. Is there a character you would love to use on the show, but for logical reasons would not work at this time? Yes. (laughs) Care to say? (laughs) I sure would. You can't say. Okay, keeping it a surprise. I'm going to go to his second question, which will actually play into this question, coincidentally. On a scale of one to Megatron losing... How mad are you that Ray got to play Batman before you? Actually, I've played Batman <laughs> a while ago <laughs> and a few different things. The other thing is, too, <laughs> I was considered for that. I talked with um, uh, Matt um, Matthew Dawson, he, who's, who's, by the way, another awesome human yes, being. Yes, everyone check out his podcast, please. Yeah, uh, Dial Podcast. He's, he's a great, great guy, and he did videos for us for Dial the type up the shows. Yeah, for two years, and just Dial the Movie. Two years, this guy's, yeah, yeah, this guy's awesome. He's just a wonderful human being. I have, I don't know if I told you this, I have no time to do anything. Right. Even this, on my schedule, it shows as a meeting. And a, a meeting of the highest degree, like, no one can bother me. I'm not getting, my phone is off. I'm like, uh-uh. And the moment this is done, I'm running to another meeting. He knew... Right. I would, unfortunately, and this is also why if someone says, hey, can you do a favor? Can you, like Crystal Storm, even Ray Sicanus, yeah. you come on, it's it's a short paragraph for us. And I'm like, I'll do it at one o'clock in the morning, you know, once I'm finished and I'll send it your way. The answer is right. I'm I'm totally open to it, but I, I, I've unfortunately got to be insanely selective with what I do these days. Bingo. How long, by the way, how long did it take for me to come on to your podcast? Too long. I'm patient. This is what happens. The good. This is why. This is why you'll be successful. This is. This is part of it. It doesn't have to happen now. That's the other thing. Everyone is impatient. That's true. With everything. Yeah. So am I. So what do we got to do? Name your price. To form on a crowdfunded site, an awesome action movie, starring you. Starring me. You're, you're um, worthwhile, dude. I would buy a fucking fitness book if Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren, and even Don the Dragon Wilson, there's a hardcore martial wow. arts pick, can do their own workout tapes. Yeah. Why can't you? Um. First of all, thank you. Thank you for saying what everyone's been telling me for years. The thing is, <laughs> I... <laughs> that's why I do all these fake movie posters to everyone. Oh, that's else cool. I going with I'm, the fuck, dude. <laughs> why are you why are you showing James decapitating Ray in this game? <laughs> um, so many of those. Okay. So there's a number of different ways I can answer this. 
I'm working on a big project that I can't say anything about. I'm not starring in it, but it's I'm working on something big that is very action oriented. I'll yes. leave it at that. And hopefully there'll be some announcements soon. I did some acting in Canada before I came to the United States. Sweet. And I felt that it was actually pretty good. And I was getting some cool roles and I actually was offered a movie role. It was Canadian production and things were looking great, but I never wanted to stay in Canada. Trailer and... Park Boys with James Gapsy. I can see it now. What's that? I can see Trailer Park Boys redone with James Gapsy. <laughs> That's... Oh, don't you know, James? I... You're always blowing up my Trailer Park. Oh, damn you. Okay, I've, I've never, I don't know, it's okay. I've never seen an episode of that show. It's a great mockumentary. You're, Was it? And each episode's like 10, mi- second, 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Awesome. You'll breeze yeah. through a whole spot. I've heard season. it's amazing. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. I, um, so what happened was I actually got contacted by a pretty good talent agency. And um, I just finished this really cool gig where I had to uh, portray a version of Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen. I you know, see that. I and, and they were, that. and I had to do the whole like, you know, you, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I was like, your bodybuilding needs more protein for what you're trying to do. Activate the muscles and trying to be more you. Arnold than Hans and Franz. Yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. I was like, and I had to, I had improv too as Arnold. I'm like, you know, I, you'll remind me of my kindergarten teacher that I killed in the schoolyard for not letting me eat the glue. With anyway, it was all good. The, the point was when I went with the talent agency, we had a meeting and I said, and I was in university at the time or college. I said, do you, are you, do you think I'm going to actually get, I would have to drop out of school. I said, do you think I'll actually be able to make a career out of this? And the Asian said, yes. I said, great. Do you think I'll be landing like any good roles, like leading <laughs> roles? He's like, no, you're the guy who's going to get run over. You're the dead mafia guy who gets shot. You're the guy who we, we fish out of the river because you were killed to send him. And I'm like, what? He's like, we're getting all these roles when you would be perfect for them. And that's when I said, got it. I'm dropping my Canadian acting dream and moving to the U.S. You could have still found a way to appeal to the director and convince him to change up the script. With your persuasion that you have. I didn't have the, I, the intoxicating mind fog persuasion <laughs> powers at the time. This developed much later. Which is why um, we like you. Because even when I think that character that Ray is repping would win, you're able to persuade me that, again, because you're, think of it like, you guys are basically playing a video game every episode, and James happens to know how to beat the game, basically. <laughs> right, I don't know how to play the game, but I know which... How to hack it. And... Right, how to hack it, and what series of button presses I need to do I mean, Grand Theft Auto the... is always better with the cheat codes, let's be real. Thank but... you. <laughs> and by the way, life has cheat codes, too. Bingo. Short right? Cuts. Like, hey, I don't know, uh, I'm told I'm not good for to produce this project, but at the same time, I have some blackmail on the person that they don't want getting out to the public. There you it's go. It's a cheat code, right? And all of a sudden, right. I'm a producer. Uh, definitely recommend using it for your bosses at work and especially for politicians. If you want them to finally leave, you basically got to take a video of them with their pants down. If you want them to finally get out of office, that's... Or make them more popular. Oh, there you go. I, the average Law & Order episode ends with them getting a guy on a totally different offense, because that's how you win. <laughs> anyway, um, just, just to wrap this up, uh, I really do admire how when you guys joke back and forth, you never, for the longest time, I don't know why, but this always made me uncomfortable, and I'm sure you felt the same way. For a while, it seemed like people wanted to villainize people coming from Canada, and I never understood that. Like, Whose Line would kind of briefly joke about it, other shows would joke about it. I'm like, why is that funny? Why is it funny that so-and-so is Canadian? Why? It was kind of like when people were making 
slurs to Middle Eastern people post 9-11. It, oh, have you ever been to Canada? I'll tell I, you why. I, I have not, but I have a relative who's actually living there right now. What part of Canada? God damn it, James. I, I don't know. <laughs> I seriously don't know. Listen, man. Listen, not, Cam. I know it's not the same. I know it's not in an... You, you can't anymore. say, oh, I know this guy in the United States, therefore I understand how Americans think. Canada like is Ken, a very my, large country. No, how dare you say how? This is my fucking show. I make the rules here anyway. <laughs> by the way, by the way. Pushback I on bil- your pushback. I villainize people from Canada all the time. <laughs> okay. All well, the time. When I, I was just in Toronto. I was just in Toronto, right? <laughs> and I'm I, I either make friends or I get people who hate me, which means I have funny stories to tell. So I'm in I'm in the I'm no at one the hates CN James Tower. For the record, just so you know. Anyway, what's that? No one hates James for the record. Anyway, I know. I, I thank you for that. I I like being like. Here's the deal. So I'm at the CN Tower. <laughs> There's a nice restaurant up there. It's cool. I'm with my family. The waiter's really awesome. He's like, "Where are you from?" I said, "We're visiting from Los Angeles." And he's like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm originally from Ottawa, Canada." And they're like, and "He's like." Oh, okay. Well, which one do you prefer? And I said, you can't really compare Canada to the United States. And he's like, why? And I said, that, that's comparison. That's comparison like apples to a bank with a billion dollars. That is all for you. And he's like, what? And the reason I said that, because I could tell he was very pro Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I started screwing with him and I'm like, listen, uh, where are you from? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm from Edmonton. I said, got it. I'll talk slower. So here's the deal from people from Edmonton, what you don't, and by the way, people from Edmonton are awesome. The reality is, let me just make this very clear. Canadians are just like Americans. You're going to have some that are awesome and some you may not get along with. The terms Overall, but, well, there you go. Overall, <laughs> Canadians, right. And do you know what, how painful the surgery was for me to have the top of my head attached to the bottom part of my head? Wait, what? <laughs> Terrence and Philip, that's what you just said, right? Okay. And unless you know how Canadians are, you can't comment on Canadians. Terrence and Philip, that is exactly how Canadians talk. We have no, a lower jaw that is disconnected from the top part of our head. Okay. And there's a painful <laughs> surgery I had to do to get my skull connected. Um, more on that later. Even though Canada has the best insurance, what the fuck? Sure. As long as you pay uh, 100% taxes, it's great insurance. <laughs> that's why we got all the Ivan Reitman's coming over. No, here by the way, Canadian healthcare actually is is. I'll drink aside. Canadian healthcare is awesome. I know. Don't don't funded, kid yourself. It was funded by Jack Bauer's great granddad. There you go. Keep selling value. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and to quote, in James's words, a national treasure. That's right. And that is the only character I've asked. Please rep him on the show. Jack Bauer. Yes. You'd be able to see clips, squeeze it in for the research, and you would. He is literally the Punisher or Jim, Jim Caviezel and Person of Interest combined. Like, Oh, fantastic. Or so, and here's what I'm going to do. When we wrap him on the show, and, and I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Yes. I, um, I, I sometimes, I'm very creative in my research. And by creative, I mean, I don't like doing research all the time. So what I'll do <laughs> is I'll call someone. I'll call someone. I'll say, hey, how would you fight against this character? See, the difference between Ray and I, Ray is like, I'm going to go to this website. I'm going to spend hours researching it. I'm going to get in trouble with my family because I'm spending much time. I'm yeah. more of a who already knows this character, you know, and uh, hey, I'll, I'll give him a call and I'll say, how would you fight this person if you were this character? 
and I'll do that to like five or six different people and I'll have all my information within half an hour and I'm good to go. Sweet. That is how everyone should solve life's problems. Just ask for a friend and get on with your day. Listen, is uh, is Bill Gates the smartest guy at Microsoft? Who's to say? No, the answer is no, he is not. Exactly. He is not. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm saying he's not the smartest person at Microsoft. But he surrounds himself. Apple, just to explain exactly. It so we don't feel like we're biased. I mean, like me and my house. My kids are way smarter than me, so I'll ask them to do stuff. Just like with politics, when we solve our problems, we're basically the director, but the director is only as good as their crew. So I'm doing some film metaphors here. <laughs> if James may be good at running his house, but if he's got an unreliable crew members who can't help him repair his house man that's gonna be one unpleasant stovetop to scrub down let me let me okay cam cam I'm, hold on I'm being let me no, no let me explain something in my house okay let me explain the reality of my house okay you sir? don't have to explain it i'm I wasn't oh no 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 i do i do because there's oh a my. who knows if my wife will listen to this she's a genius she's awesome she's very busy the person who runs my house is not me Listen, I am the boss. I am the leader in almost <laughs> everything else I do, okay? So you have in my house, director. it is my wife who runs, and gladly and thankfully so, runs the house. I am her enforcer. I am her, you know, killer of polar bears so they have to enter the neighborhood. Perfect. If there's, you know, whatever, I'm her man bear pig, whatever she needs me to be. <laughs> your house is your vision, but she's the unit production manager, assistant ad <laughs> she's the no she's the executive producer and the studio yes yeah it's uh, prison rules in my house is the problem right now oh yeah yeah well, uh, I, you know how to get someone in a headlock so good lots of guillotine chokes that i get from my wife the point is she's really good at jujitsu don't i taught my wife jujitsu and i learned a valuable lesson is that uh they'll they'll apply chokes when you're not knowing that you're about to do some sparring <laughs> lovely yeah uh would you like to promote before we go uh your max impact martial arts studio no but the who would win show is available for everyone yeah thank you for that. The, no i do own a, a a really cool mma training facility called max impact martial arts it's on the west side of los angeles Mr. between g. santa monica and malibu that, right yeah a lot of people don't know this uh, i'm at that school i'm called mr g g stands Tots. for my last name gapsy anyway a Todd Sills Secret Service men and Army Rangers and the members of the DEA, allegedly. That's fucking awesome and more than what I will do in this lifetime. So I applaud you. Oh, thank you. Listen, any and I had fun doing it. And um, it's uh, one of my. I look at law enforcement and our armed personnel as superheroes. Mm -hmm. I love when, when policing, I love great policing, which a lot of people try to do. I hate bad policing, but I love great policing. I'll support right. it anyway. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I have a few friends who are on, you know, That's why service. I suggest these spies and assassin characters for your rep. <laughs> I totally see it now. <laughs> Gapsy is going to rep all the different hitmen, assassins, spies that Denzel Washington and Liam Neeson and all the other action groups. Oh, hell yes. Have. <laughs> hell yes but yeah so they, they you know martial arts has been a big part of my life and um the reality is uh you know that helped with a lot of uh, overcoming a lot of the bullying both the physical bullying the fear of physical uh confrontation yes. i used to have the and also it helped me double down on being very comfortable with myself which helped me then learn how to talk to people and not be afraid if you know what if they don't like me or what i was like either they're gonna like me or they won't and it's gonna be funny 
either way, it's a win for me. You're actually trying to get them better at their workout routine and they're telling you some inside stuff and you're getting an idea of just how crazy the world really is. <laughs> Look, when that horrible thing happened with the police officers in Memphis and what they did to that that poor person, which is beyond horrific, beyond horrible, beyond everything. Do you know who contacted me? I'm not going to give out their name, who contacted me and said, this is horrible. It's the worst thing ever. It was some of my friends uh, who who are um, work with, I, I, again, I want to be careful, police officers within the greater Los Angeles area. And they're like, this, that was horrible. What, how could they do this to another person? They were insanely hor horrified by what they saw. So just for your listeners, just keep in mind, when you see something horrible, if it happens with the police in one area, remember, not every police force is run the same way across mm -hmm. the country. There are federal um, regulations it's and standards. It's much like your schools. They're using these methods, and they, like you say, they get a bunch of complaints. They don't have time to read them all, because how can you? And again, if the administration isn't working, then you just got to get a new administrator so that the the force itself can be implement better change, but it's easier said than done, like you say. And it's frustrating to have to complain at a, a police office and make your complaint very validated. You know, my sixth biggest problem with the MCU, thanks for reminding me, Cam, is the fact that uh, <laughs> Venom has appeared in the Sony Marvel verse, but not in the MCU the right the way we wanted. We were teased I'm Venom. So lost. What are Sorry, no, I was just, I was just, I segued in a really funny way. Okay. Um, you, you triggered a memory. I'm like, you know, there was another thing in the MCU that bothered me. Anyway, I'm kidding, of course. So listen, no, they, so the, the MMA school is there. Listen, if anyone ever wants to come by, contact us. If you're a fan of the Who Would Win show, you're an instant VIP at Max Impact Martial Arts in the Pacific Palisades, beach town of Los Angeles between Malibu and Santa Monica. But yes. with that being said, Keep an eye out on some insane announcements that are coming my way and really keep enjoying the Who Would Win show. We love the fan base. We love uh, everyone who engages with us. And even if you disagree with the outcome or disagree with something I say or Ray says, we especially need to hear from you because then Ray will be angry. That gives me joy. And most likely <laughs> you'll agree with me, which also brings me joy. And when James Gadsey has joy, the world is just a better place. Why do you think I keep... Sending out that hashtag, James is always fucking right. Listen, it's so simple. Just you're not everyone, wrong. Everyone say it. it you're not wrong. Good. You're not wrong. The Even amount of people who DM me after are like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe. Yeah, it's all good. And I got to tell you, when we did our live shows at comic conventions and what have you, what happened was all of a sudden the audience would shift over to one side of the panel room, my side. All of a sudden, Ray would have like three people sitting in front of him, and I'd have like like people standing room only on my side because, well, you know, <laughs> they didn't even agree with what I was saying. They were just like, we're just anti-Ray. Sorry. <laughs> that happens sometimes. And in my political party, there's room for everybody, except for Ray Stikinas. The James Gavsey party coming soon to Ottawa. No. How dare you, sir? No. <laughs> no. No. I think that's where a relative of mine lives. I'm from Ottawa. That is, I'm. You should I'm, go to her house. She'll make a cookie. I haven't been to Ottawa in decades. Ottawa is a great place, but man, once you've had a taste of the United States and Los Angeles, I'm like, man, it's hey James. Your favorite sci-fi show might be filming there. You might get a big part. What sci-fi show is that? I'm just making shit up. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. The I was Nexus. like, wait, there. But but if Stargate was filming there, you would go. 
Oh my god, I love Stargate. Was coming back for a billion seasons. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the ending of the Expanse. Don't even get me started on the ending of the Expanse. Come on now. Well, I'm. Whatever your take on it, I'm looking forward to your next Expanse repping on the show. Yes, because absolutely we need justice for the Rossinati. I actually thank have uh, one of these days. I'm going to mail you a copy I have of the ship. Oh, I, thank you for that. You know what? My son just three print three D printed a Ooh. massive. It took him forever. A massive. Um, it's probably five feet long, and probably like a a, a foot and a half deep of of a uh, of the Rossinanti. He three D printed it. it. Took him forever, chunk by chunk by chunk. It was crazy. Man, <laughs> that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I, I broke it because I had a fight, a who would win fight between the Batmobile, uh, from the animated series, the '90s one, and the Rossinanti. And what's funny is. Uh, it just couldn't keep up. Oddly enough, the Batmobile, when I launched it uh, <laughs> using my Oops. vacuum in reverse and I launched it and my son's like watching, he's like, dad, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up to your homework. I got this. And I just launched it and it just absolutely <laughs> destroyed the 3D printed ship he worked on for like weeks, blew it apart. And he's like, dad, I'm like, that's right. Batman's better. The Batmobile went through the Rosinante. <laughs> Just as I theorized, and he's like, they would never fight. It's that's a it's a car versus. You, I'm like, they're never gonna fight now. You Batmobile literally obliterated the expanse to being like none other than one of the ships in the satire known as Starship Troopers. You literally went through it because no no one goes through Batman. Listen, Cam, life's tough and it's got harsh lessons you need to learn. Right, the sooner the better. <laughs> Yes. He's like, and my son's like, I'm learning calculus and history and all these all aerospace, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Have you learned what the Batmobile can do? <laughs> no. Well, now's your lesson, jackass. Right. Okay, to air. Sure. Um, I, and by the way, absolutely sure. I'm absolutely sure because it aired this too. I, of course, did not launch the Batmobile through the Rosinante because I love the Rosinante. Um, but I did launch it through the uh, Enterprise E that my wife 3D printed just to Ooh. really prove a point. Yeah, well, we're, not, mean, we're not talking right now. But the point is, Batman. Well, you did a wonderful job, and I'm glad the Enterprise E was victorious on your show. So. <laughs> Yes. And it's just so funny too because Ray's caught up on all the superheroes and video games, but he's not caught up on all the Star Wars Star Trek shows. So I just got shits and giggles out. Like, I know. Yes, it did. It happened on episode nine of this, which you haven't seen. <laughs> I know. Listen, there's a reason why I didn't kiss a girl until very late, late in life, and it's because I decided to dedicate my time to a more pure pursuit. No one would say of acquiring a horrible geek. Uh, culture facts How dare you, sir. Uh, that uh, no, are no. not useful. No one had a use for my knowledge until I created a use for my knowledge. Yes, they You're did. welcome, America. Yes, they did. You founded all these Wikipedias in this alternate universe. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, uh, Jamesopedia. Jamesopedia. <laughs> Gapsy Anonymous. I don't know. Yes. I love how this part is airing after we play the ad for your show. So even more meta listen this is how the world works even when i, I i'm off scale or lose i still get out ahead things are awesome my life kicks ass come and visit me get you know it's funny when i tell when people on the show Don't i get people to reach James, out you what? might have to i've already got people who are saying i want to come visit i'm not saying stay at my house because you know that's yeah. that i don't you know if might, you're good enough, but you might have to kick them in the learnings if they get too close just, just um i have a litany of of uh, armed security personnel 
and Terminator style robots. Those are just people from Canada with no personalities. I just call them Terminators. And I'm like, hey, Jean-Pierre, just stand right there. And you'll have to get past them. You won't. But no, a bunch of people DM me and they're like, hey, I love, can I come train at your school? Can you come here? Can we hang out? And I'm like, yeah, and you know, contact Ray. And they're like, yeah, no, no, James. I think I'd rather uh, hang oh, out well, with James Ray, than Ray. Well, there's no mistaking Ray because Ray's the name of your body shield. Ray's my body shield. <laughs> You'll have to get through Ray to get to me. <laughs> the, so there you go, everybody. Yeah, wins. you know what's funny? The amount wins. of Pepsi Max that he drinks, I'm pretty sure his anxiety places have completely solidified into like a gelatinous mass that would actually slow down bullets and everything. So oh, yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not. It, by the way, I'm not going to check. Good for, the good image for him. that you guys dramatize. I, I always picture it every day as you guys brainstorming ideas. Ray calling you a Canuck. You call him a fat bastard back. You guys. Uh, hug each other and say I apologize. No, that last part doesn't happen. Anyway, um, <laughs> you say, the first the first time we met in person, right? It was at a, oh it's in the story. He he, you know, he's like, hey, yeah, you'll you'll recognize me. I'm a really big guy, Viking looking dude, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. I'm like, cool. And we walk in, and he is a big, huge Viking looking dude. I'm just like a big, huge looking Batman kind of dude. And we we instantly were like gravitated towards each other. He's actually a very cool guy. And then our first debate, because I wanted to see if he could really do this, was uh, George Washington versus Abraham Lincoln in a mm -hmm. fight. This is this took place at a burger restaurant like place, and we had a crowd around us going like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And then I make a point like, "Yeah," and, then, and I knew we had something. Will you That's be recording where I'll from. the next live show that you guys do? What's that? Will you be recording the next live shows that you guys have done? It seems like you've done them live, but not recorded the live shows. You know what? Here, here's the thing: unless we can produce the show really well. Gotcha. great sound great lighting and that's just a me thing unless it, like if you listen to who would win show it's really great well sound, like, man. gotta have it yeah exactly <laughs> so unless it can be matched that i don't want to do it yeah uh, and if it's maybe just a, and it's so hard because you got to see there's got to be like people making sure the audience isn't interfering all that you know <laughs> i actually love it when the audience gets involved oh, i bring God. the audience up yeah and a Wonder oh. Woman versus Deadpool, I actually brought someone up who was cosplaying as Wonder Woman. Is it and a I said, now let me explain what where yeah. they go in is like I gotta give Ray the chair. <laughs> which we would pay to see. For yeah. 40 extra dollars a month, we will allow we will show Brent Pope or Robert beating the shit out of Ray on Patreon. That's a fun fight. I'd pay money to see that. And it's not exploiting and it's not being a hypocrite and it's not promoting bullying. It is only a business, folks. It is only the running man. But more constructively done. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no, totally. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Listen, we we and then and then I'll well kill. But uh last thing I'll tell you, we um we mentioned this a little while ago. The casting agents for a show on Netflix called The Floor is Lava yeah, um yeah, wanted yeah, to have the Who Would Win team on. Mm -hmm. And I was completely I'm like, oh guys, I really don't think this is a good thing. And we we were making it through every casting round. And listen, yeah. I'm a producer. I'm like kind of thing. And so I never, so I was kind of like, eh, it's not for me. Anyway, I, we're making it through. And I'm like, I don't think we're the right fit. He's like, no, no, you are. Keep going. I'm like, oh. and I'm not trying to kill the answers, but they were like, okay, guys, tell us how much um, gaming you guys do. And Brent was saying, well, I do this much game. Brent Poe was actually asked. Ray said that. And I'm like, cool. Unlike these guys, I actually, you know, instead of shooting or martial or fighting, I actually do that in real life. I don't play video games. And I'm thinking, great, that killed it. And the guy's like, that's so funny. Next round. And I'm like, what the? F okay. <laughs> so the last round, 
I think what did it was when they said how they asked Ray how he would do in the obstacles, Brent how to do in the obstacles. They come to me and I said I would use Brent Pope as a flotation device over the lava, and I would use Ray as a battering ram to literally break through whatever I need to break through. So I'm thinking I will be I will damage your set, and I'm thinking yeah. that's got to be it. Nope, they love that answer too. This is why Gapsy is the real Jason Bourne. Listen, I went to a rough Hebrew school. Mrs. Finkelbaum, when she comes at you raging you do like a demon. A oh my god, I still have name. nightmares. I still have nightmares. I'm like, I wake up swinging in the air, throwing elbows, you know, whatever, shooting lasers into the ceiling. The point is, um, yeah. laser beams. That's right. Anyway, thank anyway. you for having me on your show. Yes, you've heard it all, guys. The Gapsy is the man. The Gapsby abides. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.